goes like this. Let's find each other tonight. Everything will be all right. Don't hesitate now. Let's find each other tonight. So, are you from around here? Just in town on business. Just in and out. Just a little of the old in and out. What do you do? Uh, I... Um, you been to the celebrity room before? With other, uh, clients? I don't think so. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, depends on the artist. You know, Jose Feliciano, you got no complaints. Waiter! Death? So, uh, how long you work for the escort service? I don't know, a few months. Find that work interesting, do you? What are you talking about? The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Well, this is something we haven't done in a while. A road report? Well, Jesus, when was the last time you were on the road? It's been a while. I just found, maybe, the, is it possible the last one was road report number 17, from Holyoke, Massachusetts, at the at the dispensary, which I oh renamed Holy Smokes, Massachusetts, because I'm so fucking funny. That could, could be that it. it. That could have been the last time we did a road report, the one where we were really, really high. I think they call it Holyoke over there. Holyoke? No, that maybe I was making right. maybe I was making that up. I don't know. Someone correct me. But you know, well, the we're next- in the same area. I mean, we that would have been. Right after we played Boston, right? So we yes. played Boston last night. What's interesting is I think it's the same time of year. It's It's been like it's a year. almost exactly the same type of Because time our of year. next episode was with Katie Augustine, and we were promoting Katie's kids, which didn't hasn't happened yet. Isn't happening this year? No, it's not. How's your voice holding up? This first Do I sound soulful? Yeah, you soulful. sound soulful. Yeah. You got a little Springsteen. Uh, it, it, it's, it's doing okay. It's doing fine. We did four in a row, which, you know, that's that's about the, the time when Mr. Soul comes out. <laughs> yeah. And you don't mean the, you don't mean, mean the uh, Neil Young uh, synthesized, uh, I'm going to say vocoder, but that's probably not what he was There doing, is right? a new version of Mr. Soul out. Um, he re-recorded it again, and it's just him on the organ and it's just really stripped down. He's got a new record where um, he's re-recorded a lot of a lot of songs, and that's one of them. He, he's doing Neil Young, the Taylor version. No, not everything has to be fucking Taylor Swift, Ben. 
What is God damn enough. it. Why not? Why no can't, more why Taylor can't Swift. it all be Taylor Swift? Because it's creepy at this point. Yeah, that's true. Gabe, speaking of creepy, well, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm in the spirit. I'm wearing my Misfits Christmas shirt. What are you talking about? Christmas sweater. Good. That's pretty good. It's probably a bootleg, but so what? It's not bad. Who doesn't like bootlegs? Who has a song called Mistress for Christmas? Is that ACDC? No. Mistress <laughs> for Christmas? I've never heard of it. Oh, really? ACDC doing a Christmas song. That, uh, I, think I say we, no. Mistress for Christmas. Yeah, ACDC. Wow. <laughs> what does that sound like? I don't know, but it's from the album The Razor's Edge. Oh, come Ooh. on. That's, that's a, yeah. Shall we listen to it? Yeah. Okay. So there's a Christmas song on one of their official releases. That's weird, right? I thought Razor's Edge was a soundtrack. No. Razor's, no. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, who Made Who is a soundtrack. But it's still all ACDC, though. Yes. It is all ACDC. But it's also previously released songs on there as well. All right. All right, here we go. It's ACDC. I mean, it's not what you would call good, but it's also better than almost everything else. Wow, two verses before the chorus, huh? Oh, this is a slow build-up. This is like a slow burn. Yeah. Oh, this is like an eight-minute eight 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 Christmas carol. I mean, it sounds like thunderstorm. Give me a snare drum once. I, I, I'm waiting for him to go. Something. You've been by humbugs. Understood? I knew that was coming. Thumbs down, I say. That was not worth the wait. <laughs> it has a certain understated stupidity. All right, that's enough. That's amazing. Wow, so I guess that's not on anybody's list of what's the best top three Christmas. What's the best? I, 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 I didn't even know it existed. It could be on my list of... That's shocking to me. Absolutely shocking I, to me. What? I mean, I, I, I tapped out. We all tapped out. Oh, you out. did? We all tapped out of ACDC after 80... Seven. The last ACDC record I bought was Flick of the Switch. That was before '87. I'm just saying, you know. That was '83. Who made who was not. I didn't horrible. even. I didn't even buy. I didn't even buy Fly on the Wall. I lost. And who made who? 
has that instrumental DT, that's pretty good. Yeah, but no, I'm sorry. Is who made who the soundtrack album for that Maximum Overdrive movie? We were just talking about this. Ben. No, yes. I know you. I know, but I don't think you mentioned the movie title. If you did, I was spacing out. Sorry. Yes, it is the soundtrack for that. Okay. So why don't they just call it Maximum? O- why do they call it Who Made Who and not Maximum Overdrive? Have you seen Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've had a pretty good week. Uh, it, it's it's been it's been good. Um, Back in the saddle, I saw some that, clips from one show, the one you did with Radke. People looked like they were going insane at that. People show. were losing their minds. That was a really really good show. That was uh, it's really compact and tight, loud as fuck. Everything's been super loud. The show in Millersville, Pennsylvania, was a really great show. Uh, it's a really great venue, Phantom Power. The show in New York was was really cool. When I talk about that, was probably the loudest show so oh, far. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy how fucking loud it was. Um, and last night was Gabe the old TT the Bears. It's now a place called Sonia, so it's upstairs from Middle East, and it's a good room, and it was a great crowd, and it's just a great show. Shows have always been good in Boston for a long, long time. Where do you park when you're on Lansdowne Street? It's not on Lansdowne. It's not? No. You're thinking of the Axis Club. Aren't they all on the same road there? Mama Kins. They're not. They're not. Wow, it's been a while. I haven't been to Boston in 25 years. 23. I mean, no, it's not. Like, Lansdowne is right next to Fenway Park. Yes. Okay. And... uh, Middle East is, you know. Middle East is not. Not. It's around the horn. The horn? (laughs) Yes, around the block. Or is it far from there? Is it in Cambridge? I don't know. It's in Cambridge. Okay, so it's a different part, a different side of town. And TT and the Bears slash what? TT the Bears is upstairs. From Middle East. Did you say TT and the Bears? Sure, why not? (laughs) TT and the Bear. Like BJ and the Bear. I got you. Yeah, no, we, we got it. <laughs> Greg Evigan, remember? You want, to, you want to do a TV corner? I'm not ready for BJ and the Bear, but if I was... Back in Gabe Rodriguez days TV was a hit parade Everybody had it made Those were the Gabe's Gabe Rodriguez's TV corner I'd have to do some research. I barely remember that show. What was the bear's name? Bear. His bear. It was a monkey. His name was Bear. Yes. All I remember was he had seven women on his mind every show for some reason. That's that's the Eagles. Yes, but that was the theme song for that show. Take It Easy was the theme song for BJ and the Bear. I doubt they it. They played that song where he had seven women on his mind at all times. There were seven women named after, or maybe it was six women. No, the Snow White had seven women. They were all named after the dwarves or something. No, Snow White had seven dwarves. I don't know. Look this up, Ben. They weren't women. They were There's dwarves. There's a story about seven women. Are you talking about the Eagles song? I'm, I'm He's talking about the Eagles song. Yes, they played that song he, he thinks the e- all the time. It might have been he, a soundtrack, too, but I don't know. There's no way. There's no way that that was the theme song for BJ and the Bear. I guarantee you. 
I'll bet money on that. Ben, this. can we get a can we get a ruling it's on this? Maybe it's not the theme song, yeah, but they played on. that you song so in an early episode, like with the credits rolling and everything. No. Uh, no, the B- BJ and you guys want to hear the BJ and the Bear title song? Please. This is before he did My Two Dads. Who? Greg Evigan. Is he still alive? I don't know. If he is. Now, wait, they, they're describing BJ and the Bear as a comedy show. Was it? It was. Fu- it was it's about a guy and his monkey. It's not, <laughs> it's not hard hitting. What's interesting is that the right that that, that it's a a monkey named Bear, and yeah. as and as I realized by it's not a monkey wa- named Clyde. As I realized by watching my holiday movie pick from last week, the March of the Wooden Soldiers, the mouse is played by a monkey in that movie too. Mickey Mouse is a monkey dressed up in a Mickey Mouse costume, and it's so crazy because the whole thing. You, you make know, movies like like the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, they could have just used a little kid, or a... I wish they had because that monkey did not look happy. Now, did they think that by making it not an orangutan, we wouldn't think it was a ripoff of Every Which Way But Loose? See, this is not the Eagles. Sung by Greg Evigan. This song at all. How could you get this mixed up? Why not? The Beatles. I mean, the Eagles. This doesn't really sound like it's Greg Evigan thing, singing it, so I don't know what that's about. It sure does not. When does he come in with his part? I guess he doesn't. I don't know. Well, what's this BJ and the Bear music video version two? Oh, wow. This, this is, is the one with the Eagles comes in. When are they going to make the movie version of this? It sounds like... Directed by Jay Shandasikar. Oh, here he, here he comes. Here he comes. Yeah. He doesn't play baseball. Wow. Okay, that's longer than it needs to be. I have to say, I, I'm That is not sure. on the list of great TV theme songs, is it? I, I don't think I ever watched an episode of BJ and the Bear. Gabe, you were probably glued to the TV Listen, every week. that show was so monumental in my family that my brother Tony Rick. became a truck driver by trade after, as an adult. But he got kind of his curiosity it was because, of, because that. of BJ and the Bear. Guaranteed. If you called him right now and said, why are you driving trucks? He's going to say, because of BJ and the Bear. <laughs> why are you driving a truck? He's not the only one. Can I tell you another one I don't think I ever saw an episode of is Knight Rider. We all watched that. Oh, well, that's got a good Who theme that song. Guy? David Who's Hasselhoff. Knight Rider? David okay. Hasselhoff. I get them both mixed up. Babe Watch. His best friend was a car. <laughs> it was named Kid. A babe named Nicole Eggert. Was Nicole Eggert? No, that's Baywatch. Oh, 
I think Aaron Anson was Aaron. What was Aaron Anson on? Was that Buck Rogers? Oh, yeah. Silver Spoons. Wow. But there's an Aaron something Gray. in Buck Rogers. But I'm with Aaron, you, Gabe. Nicole Aaron Eggert. Rogers. I always thought Nicole Eggert was cuter than Pamela Anderson. Oh, does that? Do you think that makes you cooler or something? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just. I always thought Bailey was hotter than Lonnie Anderson. We're gonna have this argument again. <laughs> I know. I, I just hate it. I stayed out of it last time. I thought I'd stick my neck out. Anyway, time. there's an episode. I'm gonna look for it of BJ and the Bear where they're playing, running on empty. Isn't Nicole Eggert in a really good movie though? With the two Corys, blown away. Have you ever seen that, Ben? With Amy Dolan's? No, Nicole Eggert. The only blown away I've seen is the one with um, Jeff Bridges. This is better. I did blown see a movie. Away. I did really like a uh, a movie with the two Corys. Dream a little dream. Yeah. Yes. Why? Blown- because of Meredith Salinger. Whatever happened to Meredith Salinger? Blown away, Corey Feldman. That's 1993. Nicole, you're right. Nicole Eggert and the Corys. Mm-hmm. It's uh, see, that's the thing. In Dream a Little Dream, mm-hmm. Corey Feldman got to be the romantic lead. In Blown Away, it was Corey Hames' turn to be the romantic lead, and I don't want to spoil anything. But Corey Feldman turns out to be quite an unsavory character and blown away. Again, I, I hope I'm not spoiling anything. This is supposed to be a show oh, about Christmas. It's okay because it doesn't seem to be available for okay. watching. We're talking on, about Christmas now, and you're bringing up the Corys, the Corys like they belong. Do, do they have a Christmas movie? This is a road report, okay, man. Okay, road report about Christmas. I mean, yes. They do. Corey Feldman is in Gremlins, which is certainly a Christmas classic. There you go. What about License to Drive? Is that a Christmas movie? With Heather Graham. Man, those guys. <laughs> those guys were getting all the hot young action. Who's cuter, Heather Graham or Nicole Eggert? <sighs> Heather Graham in License to Drive is pretty stunning. Like, like I remember seeing that when it came out and just going... Holy cow. Like, it, it was shocking to me how pretty she was. You look like an alien. Right. Sure. That I can, that I can buy. <sighs> Back in Gabe Rodriguez days, TV was a hit parade. Everybody had it made. Those were the Rodriguez's TV Corner. Gabe, have you done anything on punk? Unpunk Gabe, unpunk Gabe, unpunk, unpunk, unpunk Gabe. Unpunk, unpunk, unpunk Gabe. This is what kills me. That sweater is pretty goddamn unpunk, but it is a punk sweater. It, it's it's kind of unpunk. It's a bootleg. But I've been thinking. What's more punk than bootlegs? I don't know. Somebody posted a an ad or something for as good as dead on vinyl on another country like it's a bootleg is it real or is it a bootleg did you see that i, I don't i don't i know i know nothing of it gabe is that a sweater or a sweatshirt it's like a crew neck sweater you know what i'm talking about it's just a sweatshirt sweater. it's an ugly it's christmas a sweatshirt. sweater that's what they do oh so it's, it's a, a sweatshirt. sweatshirt 
Oh, it's a sweatshirt. It's it would be great if it, if it was a sweater and that stuff was like sewn in. That would be great. Yeah, that's what, it, no, that's no, what no. I thought Those it was. are very expensive to make. I, believe me, I looked this up. I've been talking about Christmas sweaters for local age for years, and it's just hard to get the concept uh-huh. to work and, and very expensive. I saw an exploited one, though, mm. that was pretty awesome. And it was knitted in. And it was full full weave or whatever you want to call it. Speaking of merch. Cable knit. Cable knit. Speaking oh, of merch. I, I, I do know what you mean. I do know right. what you're talking Next about. Next year. And I can't believe I can't believe you're not Next doing year. it. Speaking of merch. Speaking of merch. It's a hit. It's a hit. The baseball shirts and the winter time the, is a hit. The boys of summer <laughs> are are doing very well. The hot so you got a, you, he's got a uh, a Cubs shirt that you made and a White Sox lifers shirt. Now it's been interesting to see what sells better at the show in Chicago at the Aragon, the Cubs won, but last night in Boston socks all the way were kicking ass. Uh, and the night before New York socks have been winning. So it, you know, I don't know. We thought once we got out of town, it would just go to the Cubs right away, but it hasn't, it hasn't gone like that. I have a theory though. If you go to a city that has an American league team, the Sox will prevail. And if you go to a city that has a National League team, the Cubs will prevail. Prevail. That's a good theory. I mean, I don't really understand it because I don't know. So, National and what American. did you say? It's, it's two, American, two American and leagues National never play each major, other? In Major League Baseball. They meet during interleague play, and they also meet in the World Series. I just want everyone to know, they, they can't see this, but... But Gabe did air quotes. And I hate air quotes almost as much as I hate when someone asks themselves a question to something that they already know the answer. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Ben? Yeah, but... Uh, but You did air- it last week, and I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> but, but air quotes on an audio-only podcast is kind of special. It, it is a Gabe type of special. But I love the way Gabe does it, too. He's like... <laughs> Unpunk Gabe, unpunk Gabe, unpunk, unpunk, unpunk Gabe. Unpunk, unpunk, unpunk Gabe. Might I suggest for the next round of baseball shirts you do a Bad News Bears colored local H jersey with Chico's bail bonds on the back? Now that's an idea I can get behind. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay Okay. to do a spoof on that. (laughs) But mm-hmm. my idea of doing a sports team uniform T-shirt with the local H riff on it, spoof. That's that was mine, and I was pro- I was gripping here. I was like, oh wait, this better not bomb, because if it does, I'm gonna have, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. I'm sorry, what you were, you were what you were gripping? gripping? You don't remember? You never heard that before? Gripping? Like you're holding on tight to what see is, if, what if is that? Is gonna crash? That's not yes, a saying. Gripping? You were oh, gripping. You were, you were holding. I on haven't tight. heard that word were, in were, 25 years, I but I just said it. Like no, tripping? Gripping. You never heard it before? Gripping and tripping. Oh, yes. No. Call my brother Tom. He'll tell you. Gripping is a word. It's all about my brothers today. Nope. Anyway. What what made you think wintertime was the right time for these things? It's all about your brothers <laughs> every day, actually. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but in your no, life. The, the idea of doing sports-themed t-shirts came up right before Riot Fest. And then Gorilla Biscuits came out with their Chicago Bulls shirt. And I'm like, guys, we're missing the boat here. We got to do this. And then right. I'm like, well, I can't. You were like, bullshit. <laughs> and I was trying to do a Blackhawk shirt. I was trying to do a Cub shirt, a Sox shirt, a Bear shirt. And finally, John came up. I'm like, what's the best one? What's the best? We all decided 
the Cubs and the Sox. Let's do it. Well, every night it's been like a, a baseball game like to see who's going to win. And uh, it, it, it has not turned out the way we thought it would. Be. Anyway. The Sox are kicking ass out here. I can't believe I said Grippen. I, I have a theory. Here's my theory. In New York, it was it was kind of a metal. It was at a metal bar. It was at St. Vitus. And, and it was a showcase for this label that we've been uh, working with for the past few years, Brutal Panda. It was their 15-year anniversary. And it's predominantly a metal label. So I think the black print on the White Sox thing, I think that's what people went for. And for the blue and the red, are more a little feminine for the Cubs because they're a little dainty. Sure. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say indie, but you went straight to, you know, turning it into, I don't know. Yes, I did. A gendered thing. <laughs> Well, it'll be exciting to see what's left on New Year's Eve and then the two Lifers shows. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. <laughs> I heard some very exciting news about a possibility for one of our Lifers shows uh, this weekend. What did you hear? I didn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. That if it comes together, I'm like, whoa, that's yep. big fucking news. We're well on I didn't our hear way. this, though. Let's, let's, shoot the, let's let it out here. No, we can't. You it's can cut surprise. it out. No. It's not a surprise to Ben. <laughs> what, 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 what if Ben forgets to cut it out? He's not going to forget. He does forget to cut stuff ben already out knows. sometimes. He might forget to. Well, if, I, if we still ben have knows. tickets left, we should probably start promoting it at some point. No. No. You're going to take away the surprise? I live for surprises. Okay. Well, Speaking we'll just say this. Don't sleep on these Lifers podcast tickets because you're going to be happy. Speaking of surprises, uh, something that I had been sitting on. I didn't even tell you guys, but uh, we did the double drummer thing. We had Ronnie and Ryan play with us at Aragon. And uh, we're going to do it again. If you missed it, if you missed that great show with... Oh, this you're promoting? The Two Balls and a Dick. (laughs) It's going to happen again for the New Year's show. Maybe we'll take this thing out on the road. That'd be great. It's a really really good show. Did you see this game? I did. I saw some clips. I saw the preview when somebody posted, hey, we got we got two drummers tonight. And uh, the clip sounded tight. I, could, I didn't get a real good sound of it, but it sounded tight. Uh-huh. How, how did it feel up there playing with so, two drummers? I like it. It's fun. Who's the last band that had two drummers? We had been we had been talking about doing it for, for New yeah. Year's. <clears throat> and then it was like, well, wait, wait a minute. Why don't we do it? At the Aragon show, the Q101 Twisted Christmas. Like, what are we, what are we waiting for? So we, at the last minute, we decided to pull that one out there too. How was it being up there on the stage at Aragon again after how many years? It was cool. It was fun. That's a fun room. I did not try to stage dive this time. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember, Gabe, but like the, the, the barricade was so far away. I, I I was like so nervous the entire show when we played with silver chair all those years ago that I was going to come up short and, you know, crack my shins on the barricade. I totally thought I was going to break my shins. I didn't. You would. But, uh, did you stage? I did not do it there. I did it at Allstate arena, Rosemont horizon when we did the show with STP, uh-huh. but I didn't do it at 53 years old, which you know, you can't do. 
Meaning, well, it, it's a lot different when you're 50 in your 50s than when you're in your 30s and 20s. You're not Iggy Pop anymore. I just don't want to land on some kid, poor kid's head. That's that's all. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the audience. Okay. Did you have some good bonding time with the Black Keys? Never saw them, but I uh, had a lot of good bonding with uh, Alex Sucks. We got along with them really well. They were really cool. We uh, took them to Liars Club. They love Herb. Herb was just holding court, telling stories, and I was like, yeah, I've heard all these stories. You guys have fun. I'll see you later. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, Alex Sucks. Maybe we can do some more shows with those cats. We had a lot of fun with them. Where are they from? They, I think they're from California. We've been playing with a lot of really cool bands this week. We played with our buddies Anthrophobia in Millersville. We played with a lot of bands in New York. Uh, a lot of great bands that are on Brutal Panda. We've played with Radke. Hadn't seen Radke in a while. That was fun. And now we're out with... Um, Death Pose from Chicago, who are a great band. Check them out. Yeah, I think they're great. Who's doing the New Year's show? Who's opening that? Sybaris. Sybaris, one, another one of my favorite Chicago bands. They recently reunited, so they're going to play. And they're like, what are, you, what, what are you doing? They asked me, like, do you want to do a show at Liars Club? I go, I'll do you one better. Why don't you play with us at Bottom Lounge? So, so it's not that Bottom Lounge is better than Liars, Herb, even though it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't have tickets to that Bottom Lounge show, you should get them. Because it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to do the double drummer thing again. And Gabe's going to be there. Ewee slash Gabe. I'm still looking for an outfit. I'm going to start calling you Pee Wee from now on. Did you watch it yet? No. I probably should. I probably should get into the mood a little bit. Uh, you should. Our buddy our buddy you Baylor should. said that it's hard to get the costume right now because when he passed, everybody bought him up. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he said he had one mm. left and it may be too small. Too small for you. Yes, I'm not as skinny as Paul Rubens. He's a... You're not as skinny as uh, Iggy Pop either? No. Not even in my heyday. Okay. I'm not yeah. ripped. Were you ever? <laughs> I was small. Short, I mean. <laughs> you were tiny. You're sh you're still short. <laughs> that Some things never change. That hasn't changed. Yeah, but I don't wear lips in my shoes like certain Republican candidates Wow. <laughs> Watch out. Remember what state you're in right now. Listen, you know what? If anyone's going to be a heightist, you shouldn't be. I'm not, but it's he doesn't like, like the lift. It's, he it's like appreciate somebody trying to. Oh, like, right. Like that Seinfeld right. episode. Right. The... <laughs> like, like, like Seinfeld <laughs> episode where somebody's wearing a rug, yeah. right? <laughs> I was going to say with Gabe and I rocking our non-hairstyles it's kind of like two balls and a dick right here on the lifers podcast it sure is it really <laughs> is 
I, I, I smell a poster coming up. <laughs> but, um, maybe maybe uh, one of these road reports, we should have Ronnie join us on the show. I don't think we've ever we should. talked to Ronnie, him or talked about him. Ronnie is in the hot tub right now. I think uh-huh. he, he smoked up and he's going to relax in the hot tub. Uh-huh. And I, it, that's a great idea. I, 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 I support it. But he doesn't have, he didn't pack swim trunks. So he's in that hot tub in some kind of weird underwear. And I can't get into that hot tub with him (laughs) when he's not wearing, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to let him have his time. And I'm, you know, talking to you. Is it a hot tub outside or is it connected to the room? What do you mean? What kind of place are you renting out there or, or, I'm 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 at a Holiday Inn, you know. Oh, it's a swimming pool. You know, they have pools. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you re- it's really been a while since you've been on the road, hasn't it? I'm against hot tubs and saunas. I, I don't like them. But you I don't think like this a sauna? is probably actually a jacuzzi. If we're gonna be yeah, really if you would have said jacuzzi, I would have been okay. It's in the, he's in the pool, but you said hot tub. I'm like, you at somebody's house? They got a hot tub? Listen, I like hot tub. <laughs> There's not there's, there's not a Eddie Murphy James Brown bit about getting in the jacuzzi. He gets in the hot tub. <laughs> well, would you rather be in a band called Hot Tub or a band called Jacuzzi? Hot Tub. Really? Fuck yeah, man. Hot Tub sounds like a cool band. Jacuzzi sounds like they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Uh I think we need to talk about this Godzilla movie. Hey, what's it called? Plus, Godzilla God, minus one, which is why? something I still don't quite understand. What, what why is it called? Is. I don't get it. Well, Jim Healy tried to explain it to me after he and I saw a matinee of it the other day. He thinks it's because it takes place before the original Godzilla. So it's like. So minus one year. But I don't think it is one year. So that that doesn't make sense. But I, but he thinks he seems to think that that's sort of suggesting that it's a prequel to Godzilla, which it is. I I, I I hear you love this thing. Yeah, it's great for a Godzilla I movie. People, I think people need to calm down. Is is this? People are the the hyperbole <laughs> is off the charts on this thing. Have you seen it yet? I saw it. It's, I I saw it last week and or well, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine. Yeah. When awesome. Godzilla's on screen, it's pretty great. But everything else is not great. I think well, I think it's got a better story than most of those other Godzilla movies. And can anybody make a Godzilla movie, or do you have to get the rights and, and pay somebody's family for this thing? Are you thinking of making a Godzilla? No, but there's a hundred of them. Well, this was done by Toho Studios, right? They've got all the rights to do it, right, Ben? Y- yes, and I think that they license out Godzilla to Legendary for mm. markets outside of China. China. Right. That was Japanese. Jap- Japan. I'm sorry. Japan. <laughs> the license for markets outside of Japan. Because Legendary is doing its own Godzilla movies, and those are terrible. The, here's here's the point. Godzilla Minus One is a million times better than the Brian Cranston era Godzilla movies that they've been making here for the last 10 years. That's yes, the but, thing. but that trailer for that Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie that uses like the 2001 music... That is one of my favorite trailers of all time, where they're they're jumping out of the, out of the plane, 
And then you see the movie and they never show Godzilla. And what's great about this is you see Godzilla and they have this thing that they kept doing where people were standing directly under him. Yes. I'd never quite seen that before. Yeah. And they bust out the original Godzilla music at the end of this. And that's fucking rousing. Yeah. But the idea of a, of a cowardly kamikaze pilot who by the end of the movie has decided he's going to fly his fucking plane right into Godzilla's mouth. That's a great, that's a great hook. That's a great Mm -hmm. storyline. I think. And then come on around. There's one thing I don't want to, and I don't want to spoil it, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Something happens in this movie, and I'm like, oh, this movie's brutal. This has got some real guts. And then at then the they last minute, yeah. they copped out. And I was really, really upset about that. But I was also really taken at how much they decided to just take from Jaws. I, I was delighted at the fact that they used Jaws as sort of like a North Star a template. For- yeah, template for a good part. What was the? I, I wasn't getting. I wasn't getting Jaws vibes. Well, the, that little boat that they're all on for the midsection of that movie is is the total Jaws thing, and they're doing all this Jaws stuff, uh, where they're trying to like get Godzilla to like you know ride. They're shooting flotation devices into him so that he gets pulled oh, up right, into right, the right, thing. Right, right. There's, yeah. there's a ton of Jaws stuff. Okay. okay. I Actually, so. that whole crew is basically the Jaws crew. There's sort of like the Robert Shaw character who's like the you know the sea captain and uh and roy scheider is kind of the kamikaze pilot and uh and the, the nutty professor is kind of richard dreyfus it was a bit long yeah. godzilla was cool but it ain't yeah. perfect it's just the best godzilla movie in a while i just need i don't mind the roland emmerich godzilla because no, you're out of your mind there's something I'm a huge Roland Emmerich fan and mm-hmm. and you being a huge uh, 70s disaster movie fan, you've got to respect my love of the ridiculousness of his oeuvre. And he made that, he made that, uh, uh, what was the gay, the New York gay movie? Cruising? No. Can't stop the music? No. <laughs> can't stop the Saturday Night Fever. No. Uh, about, it's, uh, it's a non-disaster movie from Roland Emmerich? Yes. Yes. And Rent? It was where his did heart, he, did Roland heart Emmerich lie. direct Rent? No, it wasn't Fire Island. It was uh, Stonewall. Wow, I never saw The Stonewall that. Riots. He made a movie about the Stonewall Riots. Oh, I was first in line. It was great. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a Roland Emmerich fan. Anything he throws at me, I'm in. But you still haven't seen Earthquake, so I don't even want to have this conversation with you. Independence Day? It's brilliant. If it doesn't have Chuck Heston and uh, what's his name? Whatever. Your 70s snobbery knows no bounds. Correct. Gabe, you think I'm a 70s snob? (laughs) I don't live in the 70s. You called him Chuck Heston? Yeah, that's what that's what seventies snobs do. Is it Charlton Heston or is it Chuck Heston? Is it the same, same person? When, when, when are we going to be finished with seventy? Because I cannot wait to get to eighty movies we saw in the eighties. Well, well, the faster we get through the seventies, the 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 faster we'll get to. So the I 80s. can listen to your bullshit 
Quentin Tarantino nonsense shitting on 80s movies that are actually better right. than 70s movies. But when movies. you get to Zapped, I like 80s movies fine. I'm not saying, what did I say about when 80s When you get movies? to Zapped, let me know. Ooh. Oh, special guest. Special guest. <laughs> special guest. Actually, somebody was talking about dragging you and I onto their movie podcast so that we could talk about an 80s or a 90s movie. So that would happen. These dudes who do... Uh, the new I Beverly eat. Cats? No, no, but we could probably do that too. But no, I Eat Movies is a delightful little podcast. Oh, that sounds good. They do yeah, I, I'd love to. Gabe, did you watch any of our Christmas picks? No, I was tempted to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ben sent me a link to a high-quality rip on youtube that's your pick right he was tempted to watch his own pick <laughs> yes that yeah. was my... he's just so self-obsessed right. speaking of self-obsession i i texted kyle canane the other day um and let him know that he was our number one guest for the year so he's still a little upset he goes i just wish i was more entertaining for you guys i was like shut up <laughs> gabe loved it his gabe's favorite episode and the fans favorite episode apparently whether or not it was anybody's favorite, we don't most know. Most listened to. But he, he, it was most listened to because Kyle's got... Swag. Podcast game that we don't even... We'll never possess. All right. Not even you, Gabe. Not even you. I don't you have the Riz. Have Kyle Kinane podcast game. You don't have the, the what? The Riz. The Riz, yeah. The Riz. <laughs> What's the Riz. Riz Ahmed? Come on, where have you been? It's no. one of the Webster's Dictionary's words of the year. It was one of the finalists. You don't know what Riz is? I'm against, I'm against this the end of the year thing that happens at the beginning of December. There's still a month left, for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, like, you got, yeah, Spotify's got to start early. But anyway, Riz is short for charisma that I don't have, like Kyle Kinane. Thank oh. you. Oh, I didn't even Thank know you. that that's what it was. I read a whole article about it, never got that from it, but okay. What did you think it was? Uh, cred? Credibility? It's short for charisma. Okay. That makes, makes sense. sense. I got my ear to the ground. Yeah. Ear to the, what? He was so fucking hip. <laughs> Gripping his wrist. Gripping is a word from the 70s. We, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. Yeah, and he, another thing. How dare you try to give me shit about telling you to watch movies from the 70s if anybody is trapped in the past it's you in the 80s and early 90s sure i'll, I'll admit to that mm -hmm. did you watch lords of flatbush <clears throat> no that's it's a little early it's, it's a little I, i'm i can't relate sylvester stallone before he did rocky come on i don't know about you you got a uh, christmas pick this week for us? Did you watch a Christmas movie? You're going to pull one out of your I didn't your think ass? we were doing that this week. We got to do that every week? <laughs> yes. We're supposed to be in the mood here. You're the one who wants to talk about Christmas stuff. Got mad when we were talking about non-Christmas stuff. No, we're talking about something else. I got my top three Christmas songs, but not... Let me think of a Christmas movie. Ooh, are we going to do a What's the Best this week? What's the Best? Yes, of course we are. It's Christmas. Okay. So you got a, a Christmas pick? A Christmas movie? streaming that people can watch Ben, go first i watched something first i want to say as a little preamble i bumped into a movie that i hadn't thought of in a while 
I started watching because I realized this might be my quintessential 70s movie that if there was ever a movie that seemed to be on weekly, more than the parallax view more than the parallax view as a kid I remember seeing chunks of this movie 10 times a year right never saw the whole thing was I can't always wait being, to I can't wait to see what it's going to be was always being scolded by my parents to turn it off not to watch it uh, because the star was really not, he was persona non grata in my house in Brooklyn. Oh, was he a, was he a hater? <laughs> no. Was he, he a just, hater of your people? No. And I just think that, I mean, no. But I think my parents just didn't get him. And I think a lot of people didn't get him. You and I have sort of talked about him in the past. And I know that was not the vibe where you were growing up. Uh, oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. The Iger Sanction. Wow, I've never seen the Iger Sanction. Right. Well, we got to watch it and talk about it. Okay. It's, it, it's 1975. It's just crazy. Uh, so you never you, you never used to see it listed in, on TV and catch. Oh yeah, of course. Right. I just and never everything saw it. I saw was like on a ski slope. But I started watching it last night, and I was like, oh, there's a whole part of this movie that's got nothing to do with skiing or assassinations. The Iger say, and it's supposed to be like this crazy. Which one is the crazy stunts that he does hanging yes. up the mountain? Is that either thing? That, yeah, it's not skiing; it's mountain climbing. I should mountain say climbing. it's like wintertime mountain climbing. I've been, I've read something about this recently, and I'm like, I have to see this movie. Yeah, George Calm Kennedy down. is in it. That's the oh, I can't that's who I couldn't see. remember when I was trying to list my earthquake stars: George Kennedy and Clint Eastwood. Anyway, I was watching the Criterion Channel. I know it's it's getting old for me to say those words. Has a has a bunch of holiday noirs, and I saw you talking about a holiday noir, and I was like, "Oh, this must be part of the Criterion Collection." It's not, mm-hmm. um, but I went looking for that and found this instead. A movie called "I Wouldn't Be in Your Shoes," which is a Christmas-based film noir from 1948, maybe. Wow. Okay. Looks like you bought out the store. Uh huh. And a new radio too. Sure, that was the first thing I bought. It's a good-looking hat. Oh, thank you, sir. Come on, I'll show you the rest, huh? Wait a minute, you better add this to it. This is a present I didn't buy you last Christmas. Oh, Tom, I didn't buy you anything. Skip it. Anyway, I'll save it until next Christmas. Yeah, have a heart. About a guy who is a tap dancer who throws his tap shoes out the window one night, and Uh somebody puts them on and murders somebody, and he gets framed for this murder. And that's just the beginning of how bonkers it's great. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's an hour, 10 minutes. It's barely longer than your average streaming cable show. Uh, it's wonderful. Wonderful B-movie from 1948. I There's a lot of good holiday noirs on there. The lady on the lake. You want to, yeah. Lady in the lake. You want to talk about a crazy bonkers Christmas movie. Yeah. Jesus. Where did you see the movie that you were just talking about? When was I just talking about it? It's one. It's like your latest Advent Christmas movie. It's a. It's a film noir. It's a film noir. I thought it's not, it was. It's not Robert Mitchum movie. Yeah, the Robert Mitchum movie. That's not film noir, dude. Oh, what is it? No, it's a. It's a romance. It's great. Oh, it is. Okay, what's it yeah. called? Uh, it's called. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't remember much about this. Holiday Affair. It's called Holiday Affair. Oh, Holiday Affair. Okay. Yeah, Robert Mitchum, Janet Lee. So where is that? Where'd you see that? That's uh, that's one of those TCM classics. Oh. Okay. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second. Right. I'll check. What are you guys talking about? Film noir? What, what are you talking about? 
Uh-huh. You don't know, I don't even know how to say it. How to spell it? What is this? R I Z Z Noir. <laughs> it's uh, it's French, first of all, okay. uh, and it means black. Black movie. Yes, black film, dark. How dark do you spell film. N O I R. You've never heard the term film noir never. before. I'm just trying to look it up. I don't even know how to spell it. it. It's it's like a, a series of movies, usually in the 40s, uh, and you know they're hard boiled, fatalistic. Yeah, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, Hollywood was cranking out these kind of crime dramas, mysteries, like The Crimson Ghost. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't know what you're talking about. The Crimson Ghost. <laughs> But but stories about about people getting trapped in in sort of like this fatalistic uh, situation. The postman always rings twice. I heard of it. Um, and then in the '60s, French film critics decided they City. were gonna they were gonna one up us and they were gonna come up with a term for all these movies, and they dubbed them film noir because they were kind of seen as trash, and, yeah. and the French and the French rightly saw how how brilliant most of them were. Ooh, I just saw one. And it's just, and it's so good. Uh, out of the Past, speaking of Robert Mitchum, Out of the Past is as good as film noir is going to get. And as 80s and 90s kids, you, you should know that Out of the Past was remade as... Um, oh, against All Odds. Against All Odds. I, I do know that. So take a look at me now. I like that movie. I don't like Phil Collins. But I like that movie. Good looking Jeff Bridges. Very good looking Rachel Ward. And a super creepy James Woods. What's not to love? Plus Webster's dad is in it, Gabe. Emmanuel Lewis Sr.? <laughs> Jerry Lewis? <laughs> Where's Emmanuel Lewis when you need the man? I don't know any of these movies. I'm, never, I'm looking up a list of the top movies. Uh, I don't know any of these things. Film noir was such a huge thing that even the best movie of the 40s had a noir feel to it. If you watch something like Citizen Kane, it has noirish elements to it. It's uh, a Wonderful Life has noirish elements to it. Casablanca is a yes. film noir. What about Blackboard Jungle? No. All right, so my pick <laughs> this week, since you're such a huge May-December fan, I thought I'd pick another Todd Haynes movie that's a Christmas movie that maybe you could watch. Carol. You ever heard Carol about this? Carol with a C? Yes, Carol with a C. I don't think I've seen it, but go ahead. Well, I think I think you should watch this movie. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, and it... I I think it's one of the best Christmas movies. And it's it it's shot by a guy who also shot a really great looking Christmas movie, Ed Lockman. He shot less less than zero, which is a, also a Christmas movie. And one of his first jobs. Can you guess what movie? Can you guess what I'm gonna bring up? Animal House. Lords of Flatbush. A not very good looking movie. Ed, Ed Lackman 
Ed Lackcraft. I saw him at a screening of Carol a couple of years ago at the Metrograph. He was there, and it was great. But yeah, Gabe, it's got Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, the lesbian story. Carol. Written by Patricia Highsmith, which, you know, most people would think that this is out of character for her. She wrote Talented Mr. Ripley and a bunch of Ripley novels and Strangers on a Train. But when you look at the sort of the queer subtext of that stuff, it kind of, it's not out of character at all. Strangers on a Train is barely subtext. It's basically the text. Yeah, what is what is that thing that's a, above the subtext? What is that? It's the text. <laughs> and one of the things that keeps popping up is this about subtext. Plays, novels, songs, they all have a subtext, which I take to mean a hidden message or import of some kind. So subtext, we know. But what do you call the message or meaning that's right there on the surface, completely open and obvious? They never talk about that. What do you call what's above the subtext? The text. Okay, that's right, but they never talk about that. So that's my pick, Gabe. And and one I think you would like, Carol. Get Carol with it. an E? No. Not Carol Lombard. Carol. C-A-R-O-L. Carol. I'll possibly look it up. We'll see. I'll, I'll see. It's on Netflix. Hey, it's yeah, on Netflix. We'll check it out. Let it's me on get Netflix. Of course it's going to be on Netflix. Everyone's going crazy for May, December. If you've had enough of May, December, you want to check out another great Todd Haynes movie. Carol. Did you watch May, December? Are there any other Todd Haynes movies on Netflix right now? Let me see if Safe is on there. Safe? Far From Heaven? Safe is not on Netflix. It's on Prime. You got to pay three bucks for it. Three blucks? What's three blucks? I didn't say blucks. Three bucks. <laughs> uh, Julianne Moore. I'm telling you that, Gabe, because I know you like the Julianne. All right. Moore. Let me get to my She's movie. My safe. pick. My pick. Oh, now oh you, you got, got a pick. Huh? I got, I got, I got a pick. One. It's a It's a movie based on a short story from something called Christmas 59. Oh, yes. Listen to this guy. Directed by okay. Jeremiah oh, yes. Chechik. You know who this is. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Do you? Sure. He's a hack, but go <laughs> ahead. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. All right. First of all, this movie sucks. <laughs> it might suck. <laughs> I'm tired, of, I'm ta- I'm tired no, of hearing about it, to be honest. It's, it's a classic. It's not a classic. Chevy Chase... Fuck Chevy Chase. He doesn't do it for me. Now, Randy Quaid is yes, really he is. funny. Steals he steals the show. the show in this movie. I've only seen it a few times, but he stole the show. And I'll watch anything with Beverly D'Angelo in it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's a good watch for Christmas. There are there are psychos out there who are saying it's better than the no, first no, one. You can't go that far. And I, I, can't, I can't truck with this nonsense. <laughs> Well, by the way, that's not really. It's like people trying to say to live in some great. It's like people trying to say to live and die in L.A. is better than the All right, I can't handle this crap. That's not. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, 
he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark, it's over. Not according to Santa's watch, it isn't. Now, come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> Defend your choice, Kate. It's just one of those movies that I watch when it's on during Christmas time. Here it is. Let's go. What's What's your favorite scene? I don't have one. I just watch it. I, I think you do. You, you We know no, what you your favorite scene is. I can't just remember the movie. I, I didn't. I've only seen it a couple times. <laughs> exactly. I've only seen it a couple times. <laughs> but whenever it's on, I watch it every time it's on. I've only seen it a couple times. <laughs> You're right. I don't watch a lot of movies. But when this is on on Christmas time, it stays. But you still manage to watch May December. This I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. I, I think there's hope for him. Huh? Listen. There's a He appreciates We're going to find out if I if I'm into new movies or not. Cuz my wife wants to see that Emma Smart movie. Is it Emma Smart? Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Smart. I'm thinking Amy Smart. She's not going to like that movie. She wants to see it. She Are you wants kidding? to see it. Well, you should get ready to watch that movie out. by watching that guy's other movies. Check out Lobster, The Lobster. No, check out The, the Favorite. Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's not going to like either of those movies, but <laughs> yeah. he will like The Favorite. Now, that's also Emma Stone. That's I think The Favorite is his best movie. Is it I don't a, care. With a U? It is with a U, yes. <laughs> now, I've really sold you on it, haven't I? Oh, yes. Uh, that's going to put me over the top to go see it. That's right. Anyway, Christmas Vacation. Check it out. It's streaming. Okay. It's an obvious choice. Of course it is. I'm an obvious Sure. What are you going to pick next week? Fucking Die Hard? No. I've never even seen it. That's You've never seen Die Hard? No, not one of them. Not any. <laughs> Did never. you know that The Favorite made $95 million? It's a hit. It's probably wow. made more money than any movie it's ever said cunt over and over again. I'll have to check it out. Is, is she in it? Yes. It? Emma, what did you call her? Emma smart. Glass? Emma Smart. Emma, Emma, smart. <laughs> Emma Rock? <laughs> Emma Island? I'm not a cinephile like you guys. I don't know all these people by... Emma, Emma Gumma? I don't call Charlton Heston Chucky. Chucky Cheese. <laughs> Chucky... I want to watch your pick then. Yeah. Out of the, out of the three picks, I think yours is the most interesting. I wouldn't be in your shoes. Wouldn't be in your shoes. What else you got, Gabe? Anything? I'm starting to wrap this shit up. We got to do our top three Christmas songs. Do you want to do top three Christmas songs? I prepped for this one. Okay. So I I think I'm I think I'm first this time. No, we. This has got to be random here. We can't just say you're first. I think I, <laughs> I think you were first last time. Was I? I'm pretty sure. You better not steal my son. Ben was last, and I was second. So I believe I'm first now. Then who's second? Ben. And you're you're dead last. <laughs> I got six songs deep. Let's see if I can make it through. I've got four songs. I've got six, but I really only have three. Okay, so 
And so, I want to say that we've kind of had this conversation before. Have we? Yeah. When? What episode? Well, I don't know, but you'll as soon as we start talking about it, you'll see. You'll say, "Oh yeah, we we've talked about this." Mm, I think we've. I mean, we didn't probably do, like, talked about three, one but... song that's maybe on this list. I've talked about two songs on this list. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's not ruin it. No. You've already ruined it. I know. What's the best? 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 Gotta make sure. Did you hear? You didn't listen to this week's episode yet, did you? Uh. Did you hear the? I listened to. Did you hear the Seinfeld stuff? Oh yeah. That we added to your mom. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't think I did. I'll have to check it out. I got. I listened to the intro. <clears throat> you did. What was the intro? Who was the guest? Was it uh, Teddy? Michael Teddy? <laughs> Michael no, Tedder? No, 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 it was uh, no, no. it was Joel, Joel Spencer. Spencer. You didn't listen to the Joel Spencer episode? You know, I don't. It was listen heartwarming. To it was heartwarming. It, yes, while we did it, it was. I don't need to hear it again. I was there. You just took out some. And yet, and, and yet, when you did listen, I forget what episode you listened to, and you're like, "That was really good." Kyle Kinane. No, no, no. You listened to one that recently. You're like, that was a good episode. This is really funny. What episode did you listen to? I listened to the one with Michael Tedder, where we did the bells every time he did a plug. And then the Misfits oh, yeah. one. That was good. And you thought it was funny. Yes. See, when you actually listen to the show, you have to admit that you're entertained. Correct. You're right. I am entertained. If I didn't think it was good, I'd be wasting my time. Okay. All right, I'm going first. What's the best? Number one. Number one, best Christmas song. Number one, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest songs ever written. Fairy Tale of New York, The Pogues. It's absolutely brilliant. Rest in peace, Shane McGowan. But this song kills me. It kills me on every level. How unbelievably funny and beautiful and and heartbreaking it is. It's just a brilliant piece of work, a brilliant piece of art. It's unassailable. I, I will not hear anybody talk shit about this great, great song. Your thoughts? Yeah, I've never heard great. this song before. You've never heard this song? No. Ben, you got to pull it up. I, I don't know this song. Yeah, let's listen to it. All righty. Good idea. Good Never thought heard right there. Fairy Tale of New York. Did I steal anybody? Did I steal your... Was this on your list, Ben? No, I knew you were going to grab this, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess with you. I'm not in this for the, for the friction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm in it for the friction. <laughs> <laughs> friction, baby. <laughs> What's it called? Starring Matt Dillon. Video, yeah. Isn't that a good video, is it? There's a video. There's like a stop motion animation, I thought, version of this video, which I like a lot more. 
Kind of looks like Jerry Newbro. Do you see how many um, views this has? Oh okay. my god, it's just, it's too much. It's too much for me. How many? 93 million. It's, it's, it's worth every single one. Number one. Well, you led with number one. That's incredible. I thought someone would take it. All right, who's next? Ben. Let me compose myself. <laughs> ben, uh, top that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to save my favorite for last. But I'll, okay. the first one I'll, I'll do, we ha- I have talked about before, and you've sort of, you know, poo-pooed, poo-pooed it, it in some way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do we got? Let's see, let's see if I'm still poo-pooing. Here's a, here's a song that I would like, even if it wasn't a Christmas song. Like, if the lyrics were different, I'd still be like, yeah, this song rocks. Okay, uh, yeah, I I think all these picks should be like that, mm-hmm. and I uh, mine definitely are. Father Christmas by the Kings. When I was small, I believed in Santa Claus, though I knew it was my dad. And I would hang up my stocking at Christmas, open my presents, and I'd be glad. But the last time I played Father Christmas, I stood outside a department store. A gang of kids came over and bugged me. There you go. Okay, we have talked about this. I think it's a hipster pick, even though it's 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 a great song. It it is great. There's no problem with it. It's just it's definitely when somebody wants to be cool, they pick Father Christmas. 
It's for it's for people who don't really like Christmas songs. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. It's for because I like Christmas songs. I'm I'm absolutely unapologetic about Christmas songs. I love them all. I got no problem listening to that Mariah Carey song. I absolutely love that song. Right. I've got a traditional Christmas song I'm going to put on my list, but I'm still making it a hipster pick later on down the the line. Go ahead, Gabe. What do you got? Everyone I mean, and you, and your people. Back, let's bring it back to your people. My people are yeah. eating Chinese food on Christmas Day and listening to the Kinks, and uh, and they're writing all the good Christmas songs. Well, that's true too. That's what I'm trying to say here. Right, well, you know what? Christmas Day for me was going to Radio City Music Hall and seeing the Rockettes. That's what we used to do. Love that's it. pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun memory. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Radio City Music Hall. Oh wow. I saw R.E.M. at Radio City Music Hall. Wow. Isn't that right next door to Madison Square Garden? No. No. It's right next door to Fenway Park. Okay. It's in Rockefeller Center, right next to where that skating rink is that you see. And where where the tree tree. is. Yeah, where they put up the tree. Okay. Justine went to see the tree today. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I was there. What do you got? I'm going to take a song. It's not Christmas till I hear this song. And I've only been exposed to it. for Christmas by ACDC? No. <laughs> it's the one song I seek out to find and play, because I don't play it enough on, you know, just listening to the carols on the radio. And I'm just going to say it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now I've heard there was a secret And it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall The major lift, the baffled king composing Taking, I'm taking it number one. Wow. Number one. I never would have guessed this. Uh, who, what version? What version? Isn't it the Leonard Cohen version? Isn't it the one? Well, thank God you're picking the Leonard Cohen version. I was, yeah. You almost ruined it, Ben. <laughs> who else sang it? But yes, it's got to be Leonard Cohen. Yes. That song just, it just, uh, it sits with me and it's, it's Christmas forever when I hear that song. It's a good one. Here's a good movie you should see, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. It's kind of a Christmas movie because it takes place in the snow, and all of the music is is uh, by Leonard Cohen. McCabe? The entire soundtrack is Leonard Cohen songs. McCabe and who? The bear? McCabe and Mrs. Miller. <laughs> McCabe and the bear, yes. McCabe and T.T. is the bear. Is there, is there anything about Hallelujah that, is, that actually makes it a Christmas song? Other than Hallelujah... I mean, we we used to do those Christmas shows uh, with married men, and I know we d- did do it one year. Yes. So for some reason, I think it was Sedone's idea, Tom Sedone. So 
for some reason it's it's in people's mind as a Christmas song. So I think it counts. It counts. Okay. It's my number one pick. <laughs> number one. Wow. All right. So the first round we got Fairy Tale of New York, Hallelujah, and Father Time. Father <laughs> Time. All right. So uh number two. Mm-hmm. Number two for me. I, I I was worried somebody might take this. Christmas in a Chinese restaurant by Deer Tick. Is, oh, is yeah. A great, great Christmas song. Another one I almost a, ruined just now. It's it's a fairly recent... Oh, right. I thought you were doing that. It's a fairly recent Christmas song. And, and as somebody who has written a Christmas song, I know how hard it is to actually write a good one. And this one is 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 actually a good one is it is it widely known because i i don't know if i know this song is it canon yes is it canonical if you listen to our podcast you would know this song because we played at least some of it on a on an episode yeah we did at least once we played it yeah i know if not twice am i gonna hear it on my serious radio holiday picks or do i gotta go to uh lithium or a channel that's on christmas day will play these hipster Christmas tracks. Hey, they play our Christmas stuff, actually. Yes. yes. Uh, I don't know if Lithium's going to play this. I don't. I think uh, Lithium is like 90s shit, right? Deer Tick's not 90s shit. Okay, maybe. I don't know what stage. Why would you like to hear it? Would you like to hear it? Yes, I want to hear it. All right. Ben, you should have this queued up. <laughs> oh, all right. Absolutely. Man, I there there's some old fucking episode of the Tonight Show on right now and there is some weird old lady playing accordion and Doc Severinsen is blowing that trumpet. I don't know who the hell this is. She's fucking rocking that accordion. Diamond rugs. Diamond rugs. Is that That's not Deer Tick. Oh, that's right. It's not a Deer Tick song. It's a Diamond Rugs song. Wow. This isn't the Deer Tick version. It's uh, there is no Deer Tick version. I, I I made a mistake. It's Diamond Rugs. Okay, cut that part out. You're gonna have to fix it. Hang on, I'm going to a different version of this song altogether. Christmas in a Chinese Restaurant by Diamond Rugs, written by our friend of the show. Okay, he wrote it. John McCauley. Oh my God in heaven. This isn't the right version. Well, I know. I got tired of waiting for the other one. You want me to go back to the original? No, I want to hear this. I I ate Chinese food on Christmas Day Cause he kicked me out Cause I told the kids that Santa's sleigh Did not exist I was drunk You got pissed But anyway Have a very Is it worth it now to walk on back? I walked on by a dozen times and that's no lie. My lips are chapped, my nose is red, my tears are ice, but anyway. Feliz Navidad and all that. I know this song. 
walking through oh, yeah? the town square, singing Christmas carols to myself. It's so lonely and it's cold. Oh, I cannot feel my toes, but it feels more like I'm burning in How's the turkey? How's the ham? I can't finish my Moogoo Guy Pam, but that's not all. They cut me off from alcohol. <laughs> but anyway, you go on and deck the halls. I'm walking through the town square. Singing Christmas carols to myself. Oh, it's so lonely and it's cold, and I cannot feel my toes, but it feels more like I'm burning in Right, yeah, that's it. Isn't the Diamond Rugs the original? Isn't it? Isn't it piano? It's piano, yeah. Yeah, well, it's good on guitar too. It's not bad on guitar, but piano is yeah. the way to go. All right, Diamond Rugs, written, performed by John McCauley. That's why I said, "Dear Tech. I'm sorry, John. I fucked up. Fucked it up. Who's next? Me. I'm going with the traditional song. This happens to be my wife, who is has been celebrating Christmas her whole life in a non-Chinese restaurant, Rockettes kind of way. We Three Kings. I think that I think it was originally We Three We Three Kings of Orient. Are or maybe it's just called We, we Three Kings. Well, how does this one go? Which one is this? We Three Kings, and I'm picking, because I'm doing the hipster things, I'm doing We Three Kings, the Sufjan Stevens version of it. I know. It's just going to make me puke. Yeah, I'm going to make you puke. And we're going to listen to it. Does everything have to be fey and hipster with you? Yeah. Somebody on this, I've got to represent the fey. I thought you said traditional. You sure are doing that. This is traditional. Take a listen. Traditionally gross. We three kings of gifts. Is there a good version of this song? You guys don't know this song? Field and fountain, board and mountain, following yonder star. This is not a song you guys heard at Christmas time in your churches or whatever. No. 
No, I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give this one a thumbs down. Wow, you guys are not the Christian. I don't even know the song, but that's all right. It's it's. What kind of name is Sufjan? Is it a Christian name? Sufjan, Sufjan, baby. The 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 J is silent. I mean, I guess I like that song that closes out. Uh, Call me by my name. Yeah, call me by your name. Call me by your name. Call me by my name. Call me by your name. Yeah, you never got into Sufjan's like uh, that Illinois, the Illinois album, full no. of fantastic songs. The John Wayne. No, I, 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 uh, I, I call bullshit. I think it's. Uh, I, I, you oh, know how some things are hoaxes. Now. <laughs> you know how some things are hoaxes. This is a hoax. <laughs> a hipster hoax. Nobody really likes this stuff. Casimir Pulaski Day, you don't find that to be a beautiful song? You don't know it. You never gave it a chance. It's, you were like, it's midday XRT. This is too hip for me. It's not for I'm me. running away. I'm it's running not away. too hip for me. I'm too hip for this. Wrong. This is, this is, this is when I started acting like Gabe. Yeah. When, when you trot <laughs> exactly. out this shit. <laughs> It's okay. There's lots of people out there going, tell him, Ben. They both are. The yeah. fuck off both of them are. I'm, I'm sure. With his ignorant. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure those ignorant two dudes are. <laughs> those two people that listen to this show and are Sufjan Stevens fans. Right, we're gonna take a it's break. a Venn diagram that really doesn't do a whole lot of overlap. We're, we're going to take a poll. We're going to do a we're gonna do a cold man. You and your polls. Here. Every week you threaten to do a poll. Uh, you never do. Do I? What was the last thread I made about a poll? I don't know. All right, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm bringing a traditional Save us. from a female singer that I grew up with because it was played around the house. And every time it came up, it reminds me of home. I'm just going to pick it. Brenda Lee, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas That's what you see. You guys talk about traditional. Now that is a fucking Christmas song. That's oh, yeah. traditional. That's not traditional. Traditional is We Three Kings, like a fucking actual church. Listen, nobody cares about that George Clooney movie. You were a kid, it was in your house, and you grew up listening to this. Uh, uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree is a great song. That was number four on my list, by the way. Uh, this is one of my alternates. It is a great, great Great song, and I love the way it sounds like Brenda Lee saying, "Fucking, <laughs> fucking pie." You can get some fucking pie when you eat pumpkin pie. Oh, ben, I, I, I never noticed that. That's subversive. Yeah, Take no, that, stuff, Jan. I don't even know if I know the Mariah Carey. How do you say that? This one is the real version. Brenda Lee, Sufjan. There is. There's no, a Mariah no, Carey version. She did a different version of a different song. It's on my list, but Brenda Lee, cut that part out. I mean, the Mariah Carey song. I mean, she is the new Queen of Christmas. But there was probably a time when Brenda Lee yeah, was you're the right. Queen of Christmas. Good pick. And one of the best scenes in Home Alone. When he's dancing around and making like making it look like there's a huge party in his house and he's got the cutout of Michael Jordan that's going around on the <laughs> No? Okay, forget Who's it. Who's next? Round three. Gabe, have you turn? ever seen Home Alone? I've seen it, but I don't remember it very often because I've seen it one time when we had to get ready. 
Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Gabe dressed up as uh, Macaulay Culkin. By the way, Kevin McAllister, Ronnie is a dead ringer for Kevin McAllister. Next time you see Ronnie in person, go, you look like little Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Does with he do a beard. the face? The thing? Well, when he wakes up in the morning, his hair like sticks up like that, that scene where Macaulay Culkin wakes up. It's pretty funny. Uh, all right. This is a great, great song with one of the greatest vocal performances of all time. And when I hear this song every year and, and when this song comes on, it is just a thing of beauty. Uh, the Christmas song, Nat King Cole. I got to hear it. Mm-hmm. Now that is a vocal performance. That's chestnuts roasting on an open chestnuts fire. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I mean, that song makes you makes you warm. Makes you feel like you pissed yourself. <laughs> Are you playing it, Ben? Yeah. Trying to. Everyone's got these fancy fucking videos. Let's get to the song. Oh, listen to those strings. Oh, this is actually cute animation. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack's gone snipping at your nose. Yuletide carols yeah. being sung by choir. And listen to the way he sings Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. It's a good one. He's How many views have we got here? Ooh, 16,526,989. So not only a, only a fraction of Fairy Tale of New York, but I'm thinking that's just for this video, which seems like a this relative This video is fucking creepy. But this I, video's I, from 2020. Uh, yeah, screw that. I love great song. I love the line, and so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas to you. Ah, it's just so great. So you know who this is written by? Johnny Marks. Ned no. Kinkle. No, one of the co-writers is Mel Torme. Ooh, Marissa Torme's dad. It's Mel Torme. That's right. <laughs> is Mel Torme Jewish? Gotta be. His name's Mel. Who are the other writers? Anybody else? Robert know? Wells. Mm, don't know. Total Jew. Total Jew. Now that's a good band. Total Jew? Yeah. Silver Jews? I love Silver Jews. Punks in the Beer Light? That is a great song. 
All right, who's next? Right. I top uh, that one, Ben. Well, Your this one more is hipster one of my, picks. This one is one of my favorite songs ever, especially as a, a pow in the in the vein of power pop. This Ooh, blows my. Can mind. I guess? Sure. Children's Christmas in Wales. I don't know what that is. Is that a real song? Mm-hmm. Dunno. John Cale. Ah. This band is one of my favorite bands. This band is... Another Christmas fam- song on Not a Christmas Record. It's on Paris 1919. Um, this, is, uh, this band has... has so many non-album tracks that I think are better than most people's album tracks, and this is certainly Ooh, one of them. I smell a what's the best coming up. What's the best? Mm-hmm. This is Red Cross and their song, Super Sunny Christmas. How could we not which know is, that Red Cross was going <laughs> Which so. is, uh, I don't even think, you can't even get this on Spotify. Like, I don't know. I, I, I wanted a, I wanted to get Jeff McDonald from Red Cross on the show tonight to explain why this song isn't uh, all Yeah, you should have done that. We could have had a guess. I tried. He, he was not responding to me. I tried to get the toadies on. Oh, he gave me the running around. Too. Here, you want to hear a little of this thing? Because I don't think either oh, one of you even know this goddamn song. Oh, you do? You have heard this song? But here's something I found out about this song. Is that they... I'll play it from the beginning. But before I play it, I in looking for videos of it, I found that they were doing this when they were on tour a couple of years ago around Christmas time. They were playing it live, which with I'm really angry that I didn't get to see any of those shows. Yeah, I think they were probably on a tour with the Melvins. Certainly had Dale from the Melvins playing drums with them. But as I can show you, they were doing they were doing this song into the Osmonds' Crazy Horses, which I've never seen them do either. Nice. So that's an amazing, yeah, an amazing double whammy there. You know, if Santa had his GTO, he might not have gotten run over by that reindeer. Look at Gabe. He lost interest already. Ben, I just had to comment on your hipster uh, tabs on your computer. AV Club, New York Magazine, and Hot Reindeer Action. What is Hot Reindeer Action? Dude, if you don't know, I can't tell you. What do you think of that one, Gabe? I don't know. (laughs) I have as much room for Red Cross in my collection as I do the replacements. I'm not going to lie. Ben, I'm sorry to disappoint you. He's not gonna lie. You know what? You know what I hate. I wish you almost? would lie. <laughs> I know. You know what I hate. 
almost as much as all the other things I hate that we talk about. I'm not going to lie. When, whenever this started, oh, oh, thank you for not lying to me. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Good. Let's, let's have a social contract right now. Don't lie. Tell me yeah. the truth. I don't even say it that often. I, just, I don't know why I said it just now. I'm not going to lie. I'm just saying Red Cross hasn't, I'm not gonna lie. You hasn't really made bad. the threshold into my collection. It hasn't crossed the threshold. Gabe, I don't right. think you strike anybody as a Red okay. Cross fan. That's fine. Ben, convert me later on. Do you know how many times I've listened to Power Slave on this tour? Three the times. Whole record? The whole record? The entire record. I think it's their best record. And I I think you're the only other person that agrees no, there's with some me people, on that one. There's some people out there. Here's the thing. How can it be your favorite record when you don't like Back it's in the Village? the only song I don't like. And you don't like oh, I love the, the Duelists. No, I, everything is great. I'll skip over Back in the Village. I mean, you don't I like Flash of the Blade. I love them all. Every... But you don't like Back in the Back Village? Back in the Village, to me, is, their, is the least, it's the worst song on the record, but it's still pretty good. I thought you no, hated Flash, Flash of the Blade. Blade. That's, that's a great album. I permanently uh, inked myself with that record. That record is... Yes, you marked yourself. That album is... You yes, branded saying, yourself. Yes, that album... It's just, it's just... It was one of my favorite albums of all time. So you, the fact that you play it three right. times... So you had to sneak some Iron Maiden in, even though no one was talking about it. You brought it, it up. Oh, that's right. <laughs> ben... Yeah. <laughs> Your picks are tanking with us. <laughs> you don't know my picks. You just said them all. After you, you told somebody us, puts them you together. You told us a... your picks. Those are all your picks. Those are but two, I'm what saying do you mean we these don't are songs that apparently you've never heard before. So, of course, you don't, you, you, you're not qualified to comment on either one of them. First of all, not only do I know Father Christmas, I've covered Father never mind Christmas Father before, Christmas. okay? Yeah. I know Sufyan. <laughs> no, you don't. And you certainly don't know We Three Kings. You admitted as much. You don't know what that song is. And Super Sunny Christmas, you've never heard. But you're gonna. I've heard Super. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's no, get to no, no. It's not going at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. At the beginning. Oh, no, it's not. Let's get to the last song. Gabe, try to. I've got four songs here to pick from, and I, nobody this. stole my, any of them. I can't pick them all. I got to pick one. I wrote this number three. Okay. To me, Christmas is about is can't, about can't wait. waking up early on Christmas Day, playing the holiday classics on your compilation that you had that skips on half the records because you played it so much. And this song was always early on because it's a party. Before you tell it, before you tell us what it is, I just want to point out to the listeners who cannot see Ben's face. He is so pissed off right now. <laughs> All right, go, like go ahead. I introduce this after Ben, because Ben's didn't go over very well. Anyway, <laughs> this song is a party. I like this being after Ben, because he lowers a threshold for me to come in and win. <laughs> I'm taking it. The only song that I know of that's spoken in two languages, Jose Feliciano. Oh, Mistress for Christmas. <laughs> I'm taking it, and I did take it. Mic drop. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. You know what I, I? I love 
how you guys always stick up for your people. Yeah, because, you know, I can't stick up for my people. You pick the Pogues, that's the closest thing to get to. Nazis? (laughs) What am I going to do? You're part Irish somewhere along the way. You got the Pogues. It's not because he's my people. It's It's a jam. Tell me that's not a jam. It is a jam. It really is a jam. That song is a jam. You're gonna take like, it. Just, you're gonna I wish you were married. Yes, that song is fun to play. It's fun to watch you play it, and it's. I'd be even more happy to see him play it again. Is he still alive? Oh, I mean, you know, it's hey, it's Jose Feliciano. I mean, how can you go wrong? I don't know anything else about this dude except this song. And that's all you need to know. He's probably, I don't know if he wrote it. If he did, he's, he's probably well off. Well, he does he's say, still, he doesn't. He's still alive. He's 78 he years old. You're telling me you never, you don't remember his cover of Light My Fire? Where he goes, Light My Fire, Light My Fire, Light My Fire. I think I do, actually. But you, I don't remember yeah, more than this. Yeah, you do. No, this is his finest moment. But, the, but that cover of Light, Light My Fire is so unbelievably wrong-headed. And amazing, and I never forgot it. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Can I um? Can I run something past you? I just can, looked him up. Can you see. pick three different picks? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Santa Claus is coming to town. Bruce Springsteen live, nineteen seventy-four. Gross! You, you you figured out a way to make it even worse. And and uh, and of course, do they know it's Christmas? Band Aid. Okay. Um. I like. Do they know it's Christmas? So, I looked up Jose. He wrote Feliciano that song. He wrote find that out song. How old he was? And there's a bunch of pictures of him. But I swear to God, I think Steve Buscemi went to go see Jose Feliciano. But with a isn't hooker one of these? Isn't one of these Jose Feliciano Fargo. pictures actually John Bon Jovi? <laughs> isn't That's this bon Jovi. fucker John Bon Jovi? That is Bon Jovi. That's amazing. But why is he? Why do they have him in with these four <laughs> pictures of Jose Feliciano? Jose Feliciano looks like a cross between Bon Jovi. And Richie Sambora. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Here he this almost looks like Robert movie. Pollard. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. Or um, like uh, Ro- Arthur. <laughs> Robert Pollard and and if Robert Pollard and Roger Waters <laughs> fucked, that's I'm what shocked they would Ben look didn't like. pick it one of these songs. But do you think this might actually be There's Jose? No do you think this is? It. I'm gonna go click on bon this Jovi. picture. John John Bon Scott? Jovi. Hot reindeer action. What do you think? Click on it. What are we waiting for? That's not him. That... No, no, that's fucking that's Jose. John bon Jovi. Wow. Yeah, that's bon Jose. Jovi. <laughs> On 1968 performance that what? Oh, he's probably going to talk about when he was on Ed Sullivan. Derailed it and he refused to give up. In 1968, he was living a musician's dream. His Latin-inspired version of California Dreamin', that's a good cover, too. High Heel Sneakers was climbing the charts. I'm about to go down a Jose Feliciano rabbit hole, my friend. Then in front of more than 53,000 baseball fans gathered in in Detroit to watch Game 5 of the World Series, he performed his soulful Latin-influenced version of the Star-Spangled Banner. Can't fuck with the Star-Spangled Banner, huh? As soon Listen, as he everybody. finished, a broadcaster rushed over and told him he had really ticked off a lot of veterans. They were throwing their shoes at the TV. Why? Because I don't know. They feel you should be deported. 
Yeah. Uh, is it is it 1968 or is it 2023? <laughs> I mean, this this article could have been written yesterday. Yeah, like he was exactly. saying. Of course, it wasn't. It, it's disgusting. I, wait, I, I hate like this, this quote from him. He says, "I don't want to sound like sour grapes, but there are some grapes in my life that are sour." <laughs> I feel. <laughs> he's been yeah, but he wrote this song, it. and he's probably feeling. In less than fifteen minutes, he wrote it in less than oh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it, and it it sounds like it. But by the way, I'm still not convinced that this isn't John Bon Jovi. <laughs> now he's blind, right? Jose Feliciano is blind, right? Yeah, Jose is blind. Is he blind? Sure. That's why he's wearing those glasses. I didn't know he was blind. Maybe I did. I just... That's why he's wearing those sunglasses inside. What's yeah? What's John Bon Jovi's excuse? It's By the amazing. way, this doesn't look like John Bon Jovi to me. <laughs> this, it like, looks like not... Jose Feliz. It's incredible. <laughs> Has anybody seen these two in the same room? On his together? Wikipedia page, says nothing about being blind. He's blind? He doesn't yeah. like to talk about it. It's That's not one of the grapes that he has that is sour. No. Is there a Freddie Fender Christmas song? <clears throat> yes. We three kings. <laughs> wasted days and wasted kings. Oh, my God. Speaking of kings, Alan King is on the television right now talking to Johnny Carson. Now, he what is you, dead. What kind of channel do you have that's showing old Carson reruns? The best channel? What's the best? <laughs> uh, All right. I think we nailed this. Nailed it. What's the best? Two hours of content. Oh, Jesus. One there is a Freddie Fender counting. Christmas album. I'm going to have to check this one out. Of course I don't know. <laughs> What's it called? You just like, <laughs> you. So. What didn't we? Remember one year we were listening to his, uh, what was it? Bad Religion's Yule Log? Oh, yes, Bad Religion what, yeah. did a whole cu- uh, Christmas record of, of just Christmas classics. And, and it's good. It's better than their real records. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> I don't break it out till it gets a little closer. When it gets a little closer, okay. I, I'll put uh, Greg Geffen? Greg something. Greg, Greg Ginn. No. And he, he sits with this big old book in front of a fireplace, and it just plays the songs, and he's look, acting like he's reading a book, and it's just on a loop. and just plays a whole record. It's great. All right. That you'll watch and listen to, just not our podcast. I'm listening to our podcast as we're doing it, Ben. How many times am I going to explain this to you? <laughs> See, I don't know what's funnier. The fact that Gabe refuses to listen to it, or the fact that Ben is so offended that he doesn't listen to it. Like, I, I am Switzerland in so many ways in this relationship, and I don't dig it, but it is funny to me. I don't know how you sit through it, Scott, and, and edit yeah. it. How do you just play it over and over and over? I'm like, <laughs> come on. What are you Can't talking be- about? How do I play it over and over? You have to sit through the whole thing and say, okay, we'll just take this part out and we'll leave that in and Ben add this to the front and throw that in the back and we're good. Oh, so you read the notes. No, I can't read those notes. <laughs> what are you talking about then? <laughs> I just, I mean, how do you have the time to do this stuff? I don't have the time. I don't ha- have the time. But you know what? I I want it to be good. So I, I actually work on this because I care about this. And I think we do good work. 
but it's not as good until we after we do these edits. That's that's why. That's that's what I do. I don't have the time for it. It's a fucking pain in the ass every week. It's, it's not a lot fun. Yes, it's a five-hour pain in the ass to go through yes, these episodes. It's a lot of work. People don't understand. The a listeners, lot of work. The listeners. The listeners. And all I ask of you... Is to listen to it? Is that you just listen to it in the background. I know, but it's tough when I'm working. And when I'm not working, I'm shipping product out. This, this is a busy time of year for me. Oh, my God. Well, why can't you listen to it while you're shipping product out or while you're working? <laughs> you just put it on the background, and then it might give you ideas, too. And you'll think, oh, you know what? I should talk about this next week. I'm going to take a poll on Cold Manor and find out what people do while they listen no to our podcast. No more polls. <laughs> hey, I got an idea for some G&P merch, maybe for next Christmas. We put together a bound volume of all Scott's editing notes, and people can just flip through. And those. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of trees you're going to be cutting down to print all that. <laughs> yeah. I just heard, I was listening to uh, a podcast today, the uh, Mark Marin interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> and he, he said his book is 238 pages. I'm like, why is it only 238 pages? And he said, that's the point when they said if it was any longer, we'd have to charge more for it. And he wanted to make sure that people could get it for cheap. Who, Schwarzenegger or Marin? Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. That's nice. So, yeah, I think that's great. But when you talked about cutting down trees, I was like, so after a certain point, a book gets more expensive. I never yeah, knew that. Probably has to do with the standard sizes of the spines and the templates to make certain books with certain paper and all that kind of stuff. So, yes. Y you know what Arnold Schwarzenegger Speaking does. of spines, why don't you grow one? <laughs> what does Arnold Schwarzenegger do? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger listens to the podcast while he's fucking the housekeeper. There's a lot of things you can do. A lot of multitasking going on around the country. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the smartest guy who's been treated like a dumb guy. He's the smartest dumb guy who's ever lived. He's the smartest guy is to he's... ever like run and win a governorship as a Republican. It's unbelievable. Is he dumb or is he smart? He's smart. Are you That's to say? what no, I'm he's saying. Smart. He's he's a brilliant dude. But, but people he's think not. he's dumb. It, 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 it's it's not like uh, I don't know, but, I don't know. Like it's it's not like I I, I don't think he's he's not going to listen to Suf Jan Stevens. Sufjan, you know, he's not that. Sufjan, goddamn, he's not. Bullshit! It's Suf Jan. You know it's Suf Jan. <laughs> he's not the kind of guy who he, he's not. He's not a cultivated type. You know, he sucks on cigars, and he just does a lot of he's lame Bulgarian. stuff. But you know, he's a certain type of Garian, but I would say he's a Vulgarian is what he is. He is a Vulgarian, <laughs> but he's super fucking smart and confident. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe that's all it really is. But, you know, he's got Riz. He's got Riz. He's got Riz. Yeah, but, the man but, has Riz. But Sylvester Stallone also tries to pull off that secret intelligent dude, but he's not. But see, I don't that's it. the thing. Sylvester Stallone pretends to have uh, culture. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, you know, there's no pretending with Arnold. Right. Arnold is who he is. But it's it's not offensive to me in the way that it's offensive with the orange dick. Like, that is real. 
that's a guy who is an idiot and gets offended that you think he's an idiot, even though he is an idiotic vulgarian. Mm -hmm. I don't mind vulgarians, Mm -hmm. Gabe. (laughs) I'm not a vulgarian, am I? No. Oh, you're the vulgarian. You're the vulgarian. You're the vulgarian. I've never used the C word out loud in front of people in my it's life. because you're a you spineless cunt. And <laughs> that's vulgarian. Vulgar. You're, I'm vulgar? You think my, what I do is vulgar? Where Criminally you, vulgar. Where, <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad.